0: Hello, thank you guys so much for clicking this podcast today. I really appreciate it. Today we're going to be talking all things Occam. We're going to be going over Occam X, the Occam Launchpad. And if you guys do enjoy this video, I'd really appreciate it if you click the like button and comment it down below. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them. We also have a discord server. It's discord.gg forward slash big pay. And any questions you have about Cardano and Occam or anything else in the ecosystem, feel free to join the discord server and ask us. But today... I have Elliot Hill, and he's actually the head of communications for Occam. How are you doing today, Elliot?
1: Hey, Big Pay, it's really great great to uh, join you. Um, love your podcast, been waiting to, to come on for a while and chat to you about what we're building at Occam. Uh, so, as you said, I'm head of communications at Occam. Uh, I formerly worked at the Cardano Foundation, and I've been in the Cardano ecosystem since 2017, since launch um so it's a really really exciting time to see this proliferation of of d apps on cardano and can't wait to talk about some of the projects that we bring into the ecosystem
0: for sure 2016 is a long time
1: yeah so like 2017 like pretty much when the token launched is when I got involved and That's you can awesome. scroll back if you are dedicated enough and see some of my first posts on the, on the forum in 2017 and the Cardano forum where I absolutely didn't know what I was talking about at all. Um, <laughs> and it's either. been a, <laughs> it's been a long road. Um, yeah. So I remember pestering, uh, I think it was one of the really early guys at the Cardano foundation for a job all the way back then in 2017. Um, and yeah, it was an honor to start working with Cardano. Um, did a year at the foundation and then just wanted to move on and see what else was going on in the ecosystem. Um and as Occam launches a lot of projects, uh it seemed like a really good place to to really get, you know, get involved with, with the growth of the Cardano ecosystem.
0: That's awesome to hear. Um, what is Occam for people that have never heard of Occam before?
1: Yeah, sure. So Occam is, um, it's a lot of different things, really. So it's we call it a DeFi, like full-stack DeFi ecosystem. Uh, but really what we do is we have launchpad capabilities. Uh, we're building out our DEX capabilities, which we'll talk to a little bit later. And you can see the uh, the logo behind me there. Um, and we also have the Accelerator program, which is an incubator of Cardano projects. Um, So probably the one like vertical or component that most people may already be familiar with is Ockham Razor. This is a decentralized launchpad. So decentralized launchpads launch projects that are building on uh, multiple blockchains. But for us, the focus is specifically Cardano. So we take early stage Cardano startups and projects um, and we help them through that initial phase where they're raising funds and looking to launch a token um so i mean we did implement originally on ethereum so uh smart contracts are solidity based Um so the majority of tokens that we've launched to date have been erc20 but we're really proud to say that starting with ardana which was one of i think the most hotly anticipated projects um, on Cardano today, we can now do and issue uh, tokens on in Cardano native tokens. So again, closer awesome. and closer to building out like this uh, launchpad capability tailor-made for the Cardano ecosystem.
0: So with Ardana, um, did, could people actually use Occam's site, you know, to participate in the idea with ADA?
1: So... Unfortunately, uh, we still had to have that component of it uh, in Ethereum. We are building out at the moment. We're building out the Plutus smart contracts to allow us uh, and to allow our users to contribute ADA. Um, so our Plutus, Pi- our Plutus developers are in the Plutus Pioneer program. Um, these components are already being built. Um uh, they could contribute ETH, but then they would get their tokens distributed to them as Cardano names. Oh, tokens. so in
0: their Cardano address. Okay. That's yeah. Awesome. So they
1: link their Cardano address to it. And it's the first time that an IDO did this uh, in the Cardano space. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I, um, it's ha- I'm happy to hear that you guys are making that transition and... You know, smart contracts were just launched recently. So, you know, it does make sense that you guys are just using solidity and the tools that were already out there, you know, to raise those funds. Uh, and then now you're transitioning over to Cardano. So, you know, let's say that time comes your Plutus pioneers are, are killing it. They know all the Plutus they need and you, you can build out this full site. Are you guys still going to have, uh, you know, an Ethereum uh, launch pad over there? Or are you going to be full Cardano in the future? Are you going to have both?
1: So uh, as some of the viewers might know, we have the Ethereum to Cardano bridge. So part of our mandate since we launched and we're also we're backed by official Cardano entities. But what we really want to do is bring value from the Ethereum blockchain and move it over to Cardano and facilitate that process. So that was part of the reason we launched the bridge. Um, we probably will have the option to contribute to um IDOs with F in the future, but we think it's great, you know, that people can contribute in F that turns into Cardano native tokens, and then that's locked within the Cardano ecosystem. So effectively, we're going to serve as like a a bridge to take Ethereum and give it to new projects building on Cardano, and then it's part of the Cardano ecosystem rather than the Ethereum ecosystem. Um, So we probably will leave that dual functionality open for a while. Um, But we do want to be, and we always have been since we launched, like a dedicated Cardano launchpad. So we are going to have all of our components available on Cardano as well. And also it's an absolute, um, you know, like 100% you have to be building for Cardano to launch a project with us. Uh, we've just reiterated our stance on due diligence around the projects that we bring. And if they can't show that they have adequate components or adequate provision in their roadmap to build for Cardano, uh, they don't make it to our launchpad. So that's something we feel really strongly about. And it's something that we're going to focus on even more in the future.
0: Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I just personally would prefer in a uh, to use a Dex or not a Dex, but a launchpad on Cardano because of those TX fees. I mean, I, I still use Ethereum for stable coins, USDC. We're waiting for all of this to be built out on Cardano. And, you know, I, I withdrew from an exchange the other day and it cost me like $180. And it's just uh, the cringe, man. The cringe. Yeah. You know, it's
1: painful and we don't like to pass these costs on to our users. It's one of the biggest, um, it's one of the biggest. Not criticisms, but comments that we have at the moment is the gas fees are really significant, especially if you only want to buy a small portion of IDEO uh, tokens from a pool. You know, sometimes the fees can be as much as you actually want to contribute. Um, yeah. So and you really we're looking have to and... have
0: a certain amount of money for it to even you know, be worth it because of the TX fees
1: yeah and we're exploring all different ways to reduce these tx fees and reduce the reliance on ethereum reduce the reliance on on gas one of those in the short term before we roll out the um, the smart contracts on cardano maybe exploring other blockchains that implement in solidity you know such as uh, binance smart chain or something like that just so that we can minimize these costs for our users and then help issue Cardano native tokens, which is obviously super cost effective because the transaction fees are so low.
0: Yeah. So what are some of the projects using the Occam launchpad that you're most excited about? You mentioned Ardana, are there any others?
1: Yeah, sure. So we recently had Ardana and that was our biggest IDO to date. So I think we had around 2000 participants. Um, it was absolutely crazy. It, It sold out really quick. Um, and we're super excited to see what they build in the coming months. Um, and a project that we just announced today as well is NuNet. Um, so they're a project sponsored and, and built by the team over at SingularityNet, who obviously work really closely with IOHK. Um, and they're a decentralized computing infrastructure project. Um, so they're going to make computing power um, available you know, via the blockchain and via AI uh, to use in a decentralized manner. So, say you've got some spare computing power that you don't have any use for, you can potentially monetize that through NewNet um, and share those resources out via, you know, the Cardano blockchain. Um, one of their advisors is Ben Goertzel. Um, all the rest of the team over at Singularity Net, there, they're like uh, advisors. So, it's a really all-star team, and they're going to be launching as a knock and razor IDO on the 25th of November. So we're really, really excited for them. We've also got Ycrypt towards the end of the month. Um, And we've got Centurify as well, which is an NFT ticketing project. They were unveiled at the Cardano Summit in Norway. Um, And they're going to bring like uh, NFT ticketing um, options onto the blockchain so that you've got programmability and like event tickets. Um, And they've got some really cool cool guys behind them, um, you know, including like, big music artists and this sort of stuff. So we're excited to bring them as well. They're on the 16th. Um, So yeah, we've got quite a few ideas coming up um, and plenty more to announce for the rest of this month.
0: That's awesome to hear an update on nude net. Ben Gortzel actually mentioned it on the podcast that I had with him. And, you know, my first thought was about pool operators and, and how, you know, you can essentially run like a decentralized relay node or a decentralized stake pool. Of course, one person's still controlling it, but the computing hardware uh, could be distributed, you know, which is mm-hmm. a very cool idea and a very cool project. I'm not sure what latency or other technical barriers there are for running a stake pool there, but, you know, uh, it's definitely something I'm excited about. So can you explain the ETH to ADA bridge a little bit more? You know, what tokens can you can you bring over and how does that process really work?
1: Sure, yeah, so the the f 2 ada bridge is is something that we developed pretty early on um in our like history, I guess. Um so we basically made it because we wanted to give uh Cardano uh enthusiasts a way to hold our token as a Cardano native token if they chose to. So it was one of our early commitments to showing that we actually were seriously building for the Cardano ecosystem. Uh, So we issued a counterpart amount of OCC tokens as Cardano native tokens. And when you use the the bridge to send your Ethereum-based tokens over to Cardano, it uh, locks up that amount of Ethereum tokens and issues them as Cardano native tokens. So the circulating supply of our OCC token always stays the same, uh, but you can hold those tokens in OCC ADA. Um, So eventually they're going to be like... The only token that's used within our ecosystem once we launch our components on Cardano. Um at the moment, obviously we don't have the smart contracts there um in order for those tokens to be useful, but what they can be used for is generating rewards for our deck upcoming DEX token, uh, which is only going to be issued as a Cardano native token. Um we're looking at expanding that functionality to other projects that, that launched to us. So like we mentioned, Ardana just uh, launched and distributed um, a Cardano native token. They already had that sorted out because they've been, you know, like a, a Cardano-based project since day one. But say there's a project which is perhaps they want to launch like a multi-chain launch or something like this. Uh, we hope that we can use the bridge to give them that option and give them that functionality of launching both an Ethereum token and a Cardano native token um, at the same time. So again, it's just part of our mandate of bringing value into the Cardano ecosystem. Um, even if projects haven't necessarily thought about building on Cardano, we offer them an easy way that they can issue assets on Cardano and make that, once DEX is alive, any DEX, you know, make that tradable within the Cardano ecosystem.
0: So currently Occam is really the only token you can bring over using the bridge?
1: Yeah, at the moment it's um it's OCC. Um we also have um I think ADA to ETH you can swap on there as well. Um but it's so gonna be bring a lot ADA more. ADA over to ETH? Uh we uh we have a wrapped That's interesting. um we have like a wrapped ADA version so you can like uh, use some liquidity mining protocols on Ethereum using ADA. Um, So you can go vice versa if you want, you can go both ways, but this will have a lot more functionality once our DEX components are rolled out and it'll be a lot more obvious like uh, what it's actually useful for, which is easily swapping and uh, increasing interoperability between the two blockchains.
0: That makes me think of what um, Charles Hoskinson said in the Island, the Ocean and the Pond. He said for the masochists out there, you know, that, that want to use their ADA with Solidity, but no, that is awesome to hear that you can actually, you know, use what you guys are offering to bring ADA over to ETH and and back and forth because I haven't heard of many other projects doing that. And it's also really nice, you know, to be able to have OCC in your own wallet on the Cardano blockchain, you know, because if I want to, you know, get SDAO or other tokens that are on Ethereum that will eventually come, you know, I still have to keep them in my ETH wallet, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's awesome to hear that you guys have essentially solved that.
1: Yeah, you could have OCC as, an, as a Cardano note token in your Daedalus, Yoroi, like card wallet right now. So yeah, there's no limit, like you can hold as much of it as you want. Um, And we are really, really pushing to bring those components that are going to make that useful. So now smart contracts are here. We're like all hands on deck building out those uh, those the smart contracts to enable our, our decks and Ockham Razor. Yeah,
0: for sure. What services do you guys offer for accredited investors in the United States? When I was using your website, I noticed that there was a a portal, you know, that allowed you to, you know, essentially accredit yourself.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So obviously we're like a decentralized launchpad, but we still uh, make our users go through KYC. This is not only to protect the projects that we bring Uh, through our launchpad by only connecting them with investors who've been shown to be like financially safe, not involved in any like money laundering operations uh, or anything like that. But it also helps protect our users, you know, by uh, only bringing quality participants into the ecosystem. Um, So obviously if we've got someone who maybe has been involved in, in uh, financial crime in the past, uh, they're not a good token holder to have because they're probably not gonna be a, an honest actor. So we do have to make everyone go through KYC. Now in the US, because of the regulations and the laws there, it's it's different to how we do things in, in Europe and we're based in Switzerland. Um, so we can only accept accredited investors in the US. So that's an investor who can prove like a, a certain, either a certain maturity as the investor or a certain net worth. Um and this is according to obviously like uh the financial regulators in the u s there has to be a minimum bar to prove that you're um i guess like uh not responsible enough to trade is, is the wrong word i think, and unfortunately, it's not very in keeping with with um the decentralized ethos yeah it just um, kind of keeps yeah. the poor people out. Is really yeah, and I I mean it's a million USD
0: in liquid net worth, you know. But I agree with you. I see both sides. You know, a lot of my friends that are just getting into crypto or you know going all in on Dogecoin, you know. So I kind of see both sides of it, you know. But I, I I wanted to ask you about that specifically because I think it's awesome that you guys offer that service. You know, as someone in the United States. You know, we can't participate in IDOs or buy World Mobile tokens or, you know, any other tokens that people are selling. So the fact that you guys offer this uh, to accredited investors, I think, is really smart. Uh, and also as a U.S. citizen, you know, I, I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, so I think okay. this is uh, like, um, I'm not sure exactly what the definition of accredited is. Like, it changes according to the KYC provider, mm-hmm. Um So, you know, there is it's always worth, I would say, like trying to apply for that if you're like a U.S. investor and you have a certain net worth but unfortunately yeah, it is it is somewhat limited by net worth whereas here in in europe and some of the other jurisdictions that we serve you just have to do a liveliness check so you have to prove that you're alive you have to prove that you've got proof of residence um and you also have to prove that you're not involved in any like uh financial blackness and, and this sort of stuff but um your net worth is your net worth like you know you It doesn't matter if you want to contribute a pound or £10,000 here in the UK. Um, You don't have to have a minimum net worth. And I hope that, I mean, this is probably going off on a tangent a little bit, and this isn't anything to do with with us or anyone in the crypto space, but I do hope that um, the bar is lowered a little bit for US uh, investors to become accredited. um, Because now that we have such like an open financial system through blockchain, blockchain, we should open it up a little bit more to to new investors.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really been very limiting, you know, to me personally. You know, the only way you can get things is is on the secondary market. Uh, but hopefully, you know, or maybe not hopefully, uh, the the inflation may make that bar a little bit lower unless they just raise it on <laughs> us, you know, the next day. Um, so we, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but what is X? Sure, yeah.
1: So X is a, a newly built, well, we're building out the components right now, decentralized exchange that's tailor-made for Cardano. So it's basically going to be like your Uniswap or SushiSwap, but for Cardano tokens. Um, it's one of the projects that we're putting all of our manpower behind at the moment. So all of our Plutus devs are working on Um The first milestone for comex, um is going to be our public beta, which we hope to have with our community really shortly. Probably looking at... Um, you know, early Q1, uh, 2022, um, seeing as we're, you know, pretty much halfway through November already. Uh, this time has fly flew by. I
0: know um, this whole we... year felt like two months almost.
1: Yeah, it really has. Yeah. But, uh, we recently launched, uh, Occam X landing page. So we introduced our mascot. who's a little monk, obviously Occam, the real guy. Uh, he was, a he was, a, a monk in like the 15th century here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so we've got our little mascot, and we've also released our roadmap. So um, our roadmap's important because we've got a few different phases which people are going to see first. So uh, we've already released like our solution, or you know, a video of our solution for the concurrency problem. So we've shown that we can make simultaneous transactions on the same block, um, and we do this by an interest slot uh, block auction. Um, so part of it is settled off-chain but we're working to make this fully decentralized so that's available to view now on our YouTube and it's had quite a few views already but it's really short video it's worth checking out Uh, it just shows with the TX hashes um, you know that we've processed these two simultaneous transactions so we've done that that's the back-end stuff Uh, but the first thing the users are gonna see is the public beta and so the situation that I think the whole of the Cardano blockchain is in and every DApp building at the moment is, um, you know, we're we're all building towards this, these live DApps, um, but it's still such a new ecosystem and a totally new, uh, you know, coding language through Plutus. So one of the things we're really keen to do is have a long public beta testing period. So we're looking for around a two month long public beta. Um, and this is because you know plutus as a as a smart contract language um hasn't really been tested before in like a live environment uh, we're already looking for audit partners as well but obviously like with with solidity smart contracts and contracts you know implemented on ethereum you can go to certic you can order a, an audit and it'll be there in like a week or two weeks or something like that mm-hmm. um but on cardano With the Plutus smart contracts, uh, there's a lack of auditors at the moment. So we're working with a couple of, um, you know, like uh, high profile Plutus developers to look through our code and make sure that uh, we're doing things properly. Then after we've done that public beta and after we've got these Plutus audits, then we'll release the full live launch. Um, But the critical focus for us is making sure that it's safe, making sure that users um, can have an enjoyable experience on the decks. So a lot of people have asked if we're going to be first, um, but what we say is we're going to be, you know, the best. We'd rather focus on a minimal lovable product um, rather than just shipping an MVP that might not be, uh, you know, an enjoyable experience to use. So that's the phase at the moment. You can head over to our landing page, um, which is where we've got our full roadmap.
0: Um, I'll have that link down below for anyone curious.
1: So, yeah, we're just working on back-end components rolling out. One of the things we're working through at the moment, and we did a technical article on it um, a couple of weeks ago, is the uh, the block size limit. So, obviously, all transactions on Cardano have a, um, a transaction size limit, byte size limit, sorry. Um, and, you know, this is, if we're going to use the concurrency solution that we have to, you know, sort of uh, lump transactions together so they can be processed in the same block. We also need to make sure that uh, they're under that bite size limit so that they can be processed on Cardano. Uh, our devs would probably tell um, tell you in more detail, um, but yeah, that's one of the things that we're working through at the moment. Um, some of the things that IOHK are working on, like Mithril and this sort of thing, they're going to be highly useful for us and probably allow us to... Um, come online with our components a bit faster so we're keeping a close eye on that as well
0: can you explain what mithril is
1: um so i know that i mean i've looked into like scratched the surface of it um but i know that like our uh developers have said that this is going to be um you know like important for what we're doing you know on our decks but I think I probably am not qualified to talk about that. Um,
0: That's fair. The that reason I asked is because I didn't know, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, there's uh, I, there's a lot of talk of it with our dev team, and they tell me it's important for launching our DEX components. Um, but, yeah, I probably need to go read a little bit more about how that particularly sure. affects us. So for this
0: mm-hmm. beta launch, is that going to be launched on a testnet, or is it going to be a beta launch on mainnet?
1: it's going to be a like a public beta launch um with the proviso that you know the components are still being reiterated and that they're still being worked on um so you know it's going to be a a beta in the traditional sense where you know we're we're expecting people will probably have bug bounties we're expecting people may encounter things that we need to smooth out um but it's going to give us this period where the decks will be usable and and members of the public and our users can go ahead and make swaps on there Uh, but it's still going to be in beta because we want to make sure that you know these these newly created i mean they've been written totally from scratch there's nothing we can copy here um you know, if we're on Ethereum, we could probably look go ahead, go ahead and look at other docs from other dexes. But this is totally uncharted territory, so we want this two-month period just to make sure that everything works smoothly and users can have like an enjoyable experience on the dex.
0: So. Is there any, are there any DEXs that you guys use for inspiration? You know, any DEXs on Ethereum? You just mentioned that, you know, you had to recreate everything, you know, and that's because of Plutus and extended UTXO. But, you know, is there any design that you took from Ethereum to kind of?
1: Um, I mean, I would say that in terms of the actual swap,
0: like uh, the swap
1: interface, it's your typical easy to use UX and UI from, you know, the likes of Uniswap, um or Pancake Swap. Mm-hmm. Um but then in terms of like uh, design, so how it actually looks, we're probably a little bit more like one inch exchange, a little bit of the the darker colours and the um you know like the come for a bit of a futuristic look. Um mm-hmm. Also, like uh, some of our devs, I think uh, Connor from our team, our dev team, had a chance to speak to some of the Sunday swap guys. Um, They have like a similar looking swap interface um, from what they've shown on on social media. And um, yeah, it's really cool what they're building as well. So like uh, we're following those guys pretty closely. Um, and they've gone for more like, you know, your traditional, like I do like their their little Sunday ice cream uh, emblem. They've gone for more like, you know, the pancake swap type thing. Yeah. So I'd say that in terms of how we look, you could think of it as like one inch exchange. Um, but in terms of the actual UX and the user experience, that's going to be like just your typical swap capabilities. Yeah.
0: Okay. What about for the, the back end? Are you going to go with like traditional 50-50, you know, liquidity providing?
1: Yeah, so we've actually already started these um pools. You know, in the we're gonna have liquidity provision through Occam X for all of the pools like you would on Uniswap, like you would originate a pool, provide both sides of the liquidity. Um, so that's gonna be the same on Occam X. But we've already started this and we already offer this functionality now through Occam Razor. Um, so to help along some of the projects that are launching through us on the secondary market trading. Uh, You can already provide liquidity for them um, through Occam X, uh, Razor, sorry. So you can go to the Occam Razor panel um, and then go to liquidity provision and uh, do that there. But that's going to be linked to Occam X so that you can provide liquidity. So you can provide. So now you're providing like one half F and the other half project tokens. We're going to allow users to provide one half ADA and the other half Cardano native tokens. So it's going to be the same um, in in principle, uh, but it's going to be in Cardano. So hopefully reduce fees. Um, it'll cost a lot less to provide liquidity. And then, you know, that can only bring the, the APY up in, you know, in the, the short term.
0: So is there anything that makes your decks unique? You know, you mentioned that you guys are really going for the Cardano approach, the slow and steady, make sure it's working right, and then launching with a beta. You know, is there anything <laughs> unique as far as, you know, the technical aspects of your decks? And I, I do agree, you know, the uh, the style design that you guys went with is, uh, I like it, especially the the new s- crossover to the decks, how everything kind of switched a bit more light, you know, which is what you have in your background. It looked really good. Uh Besides the design, or is there anything unique, you know, as far as the back end that your devs have mentioned?
1: Um, so, I mean, it would be cool to get some of our dev team to, to come and talk about that in a bit more detail. Um, in terms of like, you know, unique solutions, our solution to concurrency is proprietary. So we've created this uh, solution. Um, eventually, we may make the docs public, but at the moment, obviously, because we've we're building, you know, in a silo and we are like, a, um, you know, we do want to be one of the first dexes. This is kept under close wraps. But the way that we've approached concurrency, I already mentioned that we use an intra-block slot auction system. Um, but, you Can know, you explain think...
0: that, how that works? You know, is that essentially users are auctioning on what price to pay to be in the decks the, the soonest?
1: so we've got like a, a technical article on that that one of our developers wrote uh so that's on our medium he dives a little bit into what that actually looks like um you know from uh what it actually looks like on the back end so it's yeah. part of our technical series we've got like a whole technical series on um how we're building uh these components but yeah basically so it batches transactions together um you know off chain and then executes them all at once so at the moment there is like a, a centralized element to that but like i say we're working to bring that all decentralized uh, so it's you know like a true dex capability all on chain um mm-hmm. and that's something quite unique that we're doing at the moment um and we are one of the few projects um that have shown that we have that working solution to concurrency on youtube yeah
0: So Sunday swap, you know, they're actually using stake pool operators to batch their transactions, you know, so what they're doing is they're going to be selecting uh, SPOs based on, you know, votes who run scoopers and these scoopers, as you said, you know, batch these transactions and then submit them all into one transaction to solve the concurrency problem. Uh, will you guys be, you know, looking for SBOs to do that? Or, you know, we'll we be looking for like the Plutus application backend to do that in a decentralized way and still instead of.
1: I'm not sure, actually, is the truthful answer to that. Um, I would have to go away and yeah, properly ask our, de- uh, our devs. Um, I think there has been, you know, from the stuff that I've read so far um obviously we're not ready to announce any of this yet publicly so i usually get the information when it's publicly uh, available to release um, and yeah, it the been communications guy i think yeah. that's the <laughs>
0: that's a good way to do it right
1: <laughs> but there definitely has been some talk um about yeah who would validate those transactions so i'm guessing that would be uh, Cardano State pool operators like um yeah to validate the transactions on the cardano blockchain um so we may be doing something similar to that. As I say, like, I'm not 100% uh, sure. Um, I know that we've got a technical article coming up from Connor again, um, and I may ask him to address some of these questions uh, that you've had today in, in this podcast. Because, uh, yeah, it'd be cool to get, like, a, a proper answer rather than my uh, my vague, yeah, comms head on that.
0: <laughs> oh, no worries. No worries. I was just curious. Uh, well, the DEX, you mentioned the DEX will have its own token, Correct. So will the DEX Mm -hmm. use the OCC token in any way?
1: So the OCX token is gonna be our DEX token. Um, So the only way to get OCX at the moment is to either stake ADA to one of our stake pools. Um, Mm -hmm. So we run some Cardano stake pools um, and we've got the first one, the ticker symbol is POCC. Um, It doesn't emit ADA rewards, it only emits OCX rewards. Um, So it's going to be a typical DEX token used for reducing fees and this sort of thing. Um, But the other way that you can get it is to stake OCC tokens. Um, So you can't actually go and buy OCX in an initial token sale or anything like that. Uh, you have to contribute to our ecosystem and the main way of doing that and um, the most rewarding way of doing that is by staking OCC token so the OCC token is going to transition more to like uh, obviously it's always going to be used to participate in our launchpad Um it's always going to have utility there and the launchpad is still one of our you know core components um, but also the OCC token is going to be used as a like a traditional governance token. So we've actually just launched a stake-weighted voting. Um, So we've launched our Occam improvement proposals. So anyone in our community can make proposals on what they want to see us do. Um, And then they can go and use their OCC stake to vote on that via snapshot. Um, So OCC is always going to have utility there and guiding what we do as a project. Um, And, you know, function, have a pure governance function and also allow access to the launch pad. Um, but yeah, in terms of OCX, OCX is, is gonna be like a separate token. The reason why we opted um, to launch a separate token was quite simple. If we had people staking, so we incentivize long-term staking of our OCC token to uh, access staking rewards, which we offer through Ock and Razor. Uh, we also offer CD rewards, which is like a ecosystem um, reward of tokens of like projects that IDO through us we distribute some of their tokens to our to our token holders um, and we also provide like it's the access so it's actually like you have to stake a certain amount of OCC to get into the IDOs on our fundraiser. um but staking for those mechanisms which obviously we want people to do if we were then to use the same token on our decks where we want people to move in and out of liquidity staking so maybe one day they'll be providing liquidity to an IDO that's just come through our platform and then the next day or the next week say we want them to provide liquidity to the new you know like a new project that's just launched they would have to be staking and unstaking all the time so realistically, we wanted a separate token that users could uh, use to, you know, like um, provide liquidity on the dex, um, lower fees, and the staking initiatives and incentives um, did require us to have two tokens. At the same time, we wanted to be absolutely sure that people couldn't uh, just buy these tokens because it's not we like we don't want to raise money through Ocx. We want it to be available for our early supporters and for people who continue to support our ecosystem, which is why at the moment it's only available through staking.
0: Okay. Is there anything else coming to the Occam ecosystem, you know, an NFT marketplace, you know, currently you guys have a launch pad and, and you're working on a DEX. Is there anything else that, you know, in the distant future you have planned?
1: Uh, so we don't have any NFT stuff planned um, at the moment. Um, we do work pretty closely with Theos, who is our, like they're one of our incubator companies, like uh, accelerator companies, projects, um, and they've got a really cool uh, NFT marketplace. Um, so we're still looking to do some stuff with with those guys, um, but probably one of the biggest milestones for us is obviously going to be the decks. But then on top of that, uh, we're going to have some expansion to the accelerator program. So we've thought for a long time, and I said there uh, when we were talking about our ADA state pool, that we give out staking rewards in OCX, um, but obviously that state pool generates ADA. The ADA that we generate from that state pool will be taken and put into our accelerator incubator. Uh, so we'll use the ADA awards that are generated by people delegating their ADA to our pool to actually launch new projects on Cardano. So Accelerator is going to be much bigger in the future. We sort of see it as a logical extension from Catalyst. So projects that are looking to build and launch for Cardano can come through Catalyst. Uh, they can find like um, they can find like a, a proof of like validate their proof of concept through Catalyst and through community votes, find access to that first round of funding. And then when they wanna really build and expand their team and project, uh, they could come to Accelerator. We would give them that initial, you know, help to set up and incorporate like legally uh define their tokenomics and then give them those early funds and development uh you know resources that they need to do a full launch on cardano all the way through to like an IDO. so that's going to be much bigger in the future we've already had like um i think four or five accelerator projects uh so like uh d card wallet theos um and Centurify as well are a, are a, uh, accelerator project Um, But we're going to hopefully have a lot more in the future of these early-stage Cardano uh, projects that really need just that extra step up um, to get ahead and launch on Cardano. And we want it to be like a self-sustaining ecosystem whereby the ADA that we get delegated to us and the fees that we generate can go directly back into bringing new projects into Cardano. Um, So we're really looking to, to grow the ecosystem.
0: So there actually is a, you know, projects can use the launch pad without being in the accelerator program Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so some of the projects that come to us they i mean the easy way to put it is they don't particularly need our help in that regard so um you know ardana for instance um awesome project they already had like so much development activity Uh, So much going on already and really, really uh, all they needed to do was was launch that IDO. So there was no need for them to like enter into the accelerator program. Uh, But say Ardana had come through with like uh, just the idea for Ardana, and they only had like access to a few, a a few developers, um, but they hadn't incorporated, you know, like they hadn't set up like a legal entity yet. They hadn't defined their tokenomics yet. We could help them do that and then launch them through uh, Ock Razor. But yeah, it's not a requirement for projects to come through the accelerator program. Um, If they've already got, you know, like, so we, I mean, recently a really good example was we IDO'd open rights exchange. They're looking to build out some Cardano components now, but they've actually been running for three years uh, without a token. So, I mean, those guys already had everything in place. They didn't really need our help on that side. They just needed to launch their token um, so we help them do that.
0: Okay. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today, Elliot. Is there anything in this podcast that we, we didn't mention that you want to get out there?
1: Um, I think that's it, really. I mean, I would probably encourage people and just give a shout out um, to go and check out Centurify, NuNet, and YCrypt, uh, three like uh, upcoming projects this month. Um, they've all got a really uh, laser-sharp focus on Cardano, and they want to, you know, build Cardano and obviously new net is backed by singularity net. Um, but other than that, yeah, I think that's that's pretty much it.
0: Well, awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you to everybody watching. If you made it to the end, I'd really appreciate if you commented Occam down below to let us know you made it till the end. And um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. See you.
1: Thanks, everyone.